I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And folks, we are back for another edition of Behind the Uniform, our series where we go in-depth inside what's going on with the athletes behind the uniforms that you see on the field every, every game day. And uh, have had the great pleasure of having several guys come through already. But man, been anxiously anticipating the sit-down with one Mr. Colston Loveland, a freshman standout at the University of Michigan at tight end. And man, based on the way that he debuted in the winged helmet, a lot of expectations about what he's going to be this coming year. He sits down with us on the couches for Behind the Uniform. Colston, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man, glad that you could join us and I always like to start out going back to the to the beginning, and yours is pretty unique uh, because I, I remember when you committed, we had to go into the archives to figure out when was the last guy from Idaho who committed to the yeah. University of Michigan, and it was like the 19, early 1900s, something like that. Yeah. It was a long, long time ago, so to go from that stage to the Michigan stage is a big jump. When did you start to realize talent-wise that, you know what, the stage in Idaho was, was big and a challenge, but there was a bigger stage ahead of you down the line? Uh, yeah, I would say about probably like sophomore year of high school. That's when, that's when I really knew, like, because I always took football serious, like, ever since I started playing, but I never really knew that I could play at the next level, especially at a Power 5 program mm-hmm. like Michigan. But about after sophomore year, I uh, had a really good year, and then that's kind of when I kind of reali- realization hit, and I was like, oh, okay, I can, I can play at the next level. And uh, But, I mean, obviously it's different. <laughs> <They're> not, <laughs> there's not – the competition is way different. And, uh, and I realized that right when I got into college as well, like because I enrolled early. Right. Uh, that first spring ball, uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> – <laughs> hit, me, hit me right in the face, but which which was needed though, right. which which uh, got me to where I am today. So you know, but your first test, I imagine, was Big Brother, because your Big yeah. Brother was a was a good athlete too. Yeah, and I believe he, he was a senior when you were a freshman. Is that yeah. right? Correct. So when was the first? Can you remember the first time you beat your Big Brother at anything, a race, uh, uh, basketball, yeah. anything? When you remember that moment? I don't. My brother really. I mean, he he taught me a lot of things, and he's always been, like, growing up through high school especially, he's always been, uh, he's beat me at about everything, you know, <laughs> he, he taught me everything, so he's beat me in everything, but uh, I'd say probably, like, freshman year, I've, I'm sure I've, I feel like I've always been better a couple things, like golf, mm-hmm. I feel like I could beat him in golf, and race, probably couldn't beat him freshman year. Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of things I could beat him at. Now, if we were to race, I think I'd win. But. <laughs> yeah, you got him but, now, but you're, yeah. you have kind of ascended. Like, you, yeah. have, you have broken down a whole lot of doors. We'll talk about guys coming after you in Idaho because mm-hmm. now yeah. it's like 
that's a stop. Yeah. I mean, so. Oregon just uh, went to Idaho last yeah. year and got a guy, and now one of the top prospects in the country, arguably the top receiver in the country, is yeah. out of Idaho. I think that's in part the attention is from Coast and Loveland. Do you kind of feel like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, shout out to those guys. Those guys are great athletes and people in general. But uh, that's kind of what, like, when I did realize I could play at the next level, that was one of my things because growing up, like, Kids went out. Kids went to the uh, went to college out of my high school. Nothing big, mm-hmm. like FCS maybe Idaho State, uh, which is which is great. But uh, I, I was I always wanted like, oh, how could I put Idaho on the map, and how could mm-hmm. I help all these athletes like myself get get some exposure? And uh, yeah, just having the opportunity to bring in schools coming to Idaho, coaches coming to Idaho, and just showing that there is more than you know, what they think is in Idaho. And there's there's athletes, and, I mean, as you can see. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was – I remember talking to Brandon Huffman about you during your high school career, and he said, I've seen it. He said, I, this is a dude. And as he wrote it, you started seeing, seeing more colleges come in. So you got Bama, you got Michigan, you got all of them mm-hmm. coming in. I thought that that was about you going and getting more exposure on the seven on seven circuit, but it turns out you didn't do a whole lot of that, right? No. So it really turned out like, so I got invited to uh, Ford Sports, you mm-hmm. know, over there in Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they invited me to uh, like a seven on seven tryout because they got a big seven on seven team, like they go all over the country. But uh, so I, I wasn't sure if I should go to it or not, uh, and it was like I think during COVID too, or right before COVID. So, and they were like, "Trust me, you come here, like it's." Like, we're going to get you right. So I mm-hmm. ended up going, and that's where I seen Brandon Huffman. He was there and uh, did did well at that tryout and then got interviewed by Brandon Huffman. And then from there, like, a week later, got a rating, and then Boom. everything started. Yeah, started Boom. up from there. Boom, yeah, because you, you, like, made the team Yeah. that first time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you were definitely on the map at that point. But I was talking to your coach, Coach Anderson, about a great dude, by the way. Yeah, yeah. terrific. Shout dude. out, shout out, Coach Anderson. Yeah, he said, "Listen, it was about the numbers, the work product." He said, "You know, yeah, he did some seven on seven, but that was just to get them to look at the tape." Yeah. And when they watched the tape, it was like, man, it was a show. You were mossing everyone <laughs> yeah. over there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just how it seemed. Now, he said the other thing that impressed colleges about you is the fact that this. You never rested on the fact that you were a lot better than a lot of the competition you faced. And he took me into the Weezer game your sophomore year, and he said that's the only time in his career that I saw true and utter disappointment. But it was it wasn't disappointment in getting down on himself. It was disappointment that would make him drive to take it to the next level. Can you take me through that game? Oh uh, yeah. So sophomore year. It was a battle. We were down. We were down like the whole game, and then we uh, actually ended up having like a really good game. I think I had like three tubs for like almost two hundred. He but, said two hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns. Or, yeah, to be exact. whatever it was. But uh, <laughs> and then, but I did the last play of the game. Uh, it was like a post route, and I it was a easy, catchable ball, hundred percent, and I dropped the ball to win the game, and then that that really that's that hurt deep. That uh, that stung the heart for sure, and then from there, I mean, as a team, we all we all knew what we had to do. Kind of like what we are now, you know, mm-hmm. losing a playoff game. It's like it's tough. And then individually, yeah, I was like, that's where I really that kind of turning point 
really, really locked in from there, and then, yeah, that essentially brought me to where I am. Yeah, man, and, mm -hmm. and so the rest, as they say, is history. You're a big-time recruit. You're getting offers from all over the place. But eventually, you, you turn down Bama, Auburn, all these SEC schools that are coming in, and you said Michigan is where I wanted it to be, where I want to be. What was it about Michigan that kind of set them apart? Yeah, uh, I mean, first off, the love that they showed and, like, always talking to me, always texting, calling, that was that was the big thing because I definitely seemed like they wanted me, but they also, like, needed me is mm -hmm. what it felt like. And uh, that that uh, that was different from other schools. And then when I got came on my visit in the summer, I think it was the summer before my senior year, uh, loved it here. Like, mm -hmm. the cult, I, I just felt the culture, like, everyone was so close and from staff, players, everyone, and that's, yeah, like, right when I stepped on campus, I, I committed here before I left, and then, yeah, I knew right away. Yeah, sure. yeah, and so, again, this is leaving the Pac-12 behind, telling the SEC no, and choosing Michigan. That doesn't mean your recruitment stops, mm -hmm. because those schools kept coming. Yeah. So, I was told that Auburn specifically did not stop. No. Auburn they, yeah. kept coming to the yeah. point where they, they're on your doorstep yeah. signing day eve, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were, I think, yeah, I think it was. They uh, they pushed pretty hard because the Boise, so that was the old Boise State staff, mm -hmm. Harson and uh, Coach Bedell and all them. So they were pushing pretty hard. I think they came to my house twice and then uh, – like she kept trying to push me and push me to uh, come on a visit, come to the Iron Bowl, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was either go to the Iron Bowl, OV, or go to Ohio State, Michigan. And I, it was a tough decision, but I couldn't have missed Michigan, Ohio State, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't miss it. But, right. uh, but no, yeah. And I appreciate all those guys for you know, believing in me and pursuing me. But yeah, this is, this is the spot and this is where I... So re relationships, that, that was one of the things that, in covering you, I remember talking to you, um, signing day, we talked to you on the, on the live stream, and you talked a lot about your relationship with Jay Harbaugh mm -hmm. and how it was so strong that, yeah, I mean, other schools tried, but they just weren't going to match your, your bond with him. What about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, Coach Jay, like, like I said, from the jump, always calling, always texting, and and. It, He's just like the way, and like when we'd have coach, like he'd coach, and you know we'd go through film, all that breakdown film, and just the way he coached, and like every everything about him, his attitude, personality, everything, I just loved, and it's uh, like super funny guy too, and like serious as well. So like everything about him, I just I loved, and then yeah, he he really got me here. So yeah, man, mm -hmm. and then so. You know, I think at the time that he started recruiting, I'm trying to remember the chronology. I think he was still the t tight ends coach yeah. at the time. Yeah. And then he then he switched. So then you got to get to know Grant. Mm -hmm. And so what what when you got to know him, what was that like? Yeah. So I I knew I obviously knew uh, Coach Newsom because he was a GA. Right. Uh, so I knew him. I didn't know him great. And then uh, yeah, when I heard he was going to be the tight ends coach, uh, he called me right away and then said, hey, uh, you know love you, whatever, blah, 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 we're, we're going to get this work, I'm going to take care of you, we're going to, all that, so, and then ever since then, I mean, have, especially how young he is, I feel like he's got a good, he knows, yeah. he understands how we think, and he was fresh out of it, so I think, and he's doing a tremendous job uh, coaching us and helping us, and yeah, I can't, can't say enough about him. You, you're an early enrollee, I want to go through the, that part of your journey before we get to talking about actually playing games, because, man, you're, 
your vibe. I wonder where your flavor comes from, where your personality comes from, where your vibe comes from, in addition to your ability to come in and compete. I say that because when you came in and it was like, if there was an adjustment, you really couldn't see it because from the outside because mm-hmm. it was like you fit right in right away. You yeah. connected with the guys right away. I mean, you know, Coach was telling me, he said, hey, man, you know, you got to do one like a dance competition in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like he said he has tape of that too. But, yeah, way. he does have tape of that. Yeah. <laughs> but where, where, where does that confidence, that's the word, where does confidence. that confidence come from for you to step from a stage like Idaho to a stage like Michigan and not miss a beat. Yeah, uh, I mean that first comes from obviously God and then my family and Idaho, like really my community. Like everyone's so blue collar and like like works really hard. And uh, I was just always taught like or it just developed in my mind like you always got to work for everything you want. Uh, can't can't get complacent. And that was that's just something that I've stuck with. And I just got. What really motivates me is like my fam. I can't let my family down. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying. So yeah. just the fact, just knowing that is that that's just what keeps me going. Yeah, that's it. he sort of likened it to he like the reason why he mentioned the dance competition. He says you don't see a whole lot of football players doing, but that's confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. To yeah. to be able to step out and do that, and so it reminds me. I forget the kid's name who from Idaho who committed to Oregon last year. Kenyon Sadiq. Kenyon Sadiq. Yeah. So I remember talking to some of the guys after that visit and they they brought up a moment where he sort of was you know you guys visit visit the stadium and he was looking down at the field and was like man I just I wonder if this is too big yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so again coming from the same place as you yeah not to say that you know that anything is wrong with saying that nah, I don't want to do that yeah, yeah. but you it, it was totally different mm-hmm. for you and you were like I can I'm ready yeah kind of deal mm-hmm. so that that comes from your family. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, like, and that's, that's always, like, the thing, like, playing at the biggest stage, like, this is the biggest stage. Who doesn't want to play at the biggest stage in front of the most people at the best competition? Like, that's, that's just something that I've always wanted to do. And, like I said, it comes, comes from the family, that's just mm-hmm. how I grew up and how they raised me. And my older brother, big influence. <laughs> big right. Influence of mine. Hey, man, your, your big brother is supposed to be your first. Di- that's the first adversity you're supposed to face. Yeah. <laughs> it's big yeah. brother, right? Mm. He's supposed to prepare you. Yeah, beat on you. Get beat you on right. you a little bit to get you ready for that, right? Mm. So I imagine those, the, that, those adversity-laden moments with big brother had to come to mind when you're going through your first spring because it yeah. had to be tough, Yeah. Oh, right? So yeah. take me back through, through that and the challenges of being an early enrollee you know, a year ago at this time. Yeah, uh, I mean, so came in in January, uh, and uh, the hardest, like, the first thing was, like, not, I didn't know the playbook, obviously, right? So uh, that was tough, just going throughout the spring, because the meeting, like, the first meeting I had, I was, like, my head was spinning. I, didn't, I had no clue what was going on. And uh, so that was tough, like, because I couldn't really go, like, I couldn't play as fast as I wanted to, because I was always thinking, oh, what do I got to do here? What do I got to do here? So, and then... Towards the end of the end of my first spring is when I started getting the hang of everything and then getting going and then yeah moving into camp and that's where everything started ramping up and I knew the playbook so once I knew the playbook that's when I could start playing fast mm-hmm. figuring out you know different releases all that so so was that the primary challenge for you the playbook not being away from home not the size of the guys or the speed of the game it was just the the playbook primarily yeah I mean the size I mean the size and speed was like I, I got 
beat up pretty good too my first spring ball obviously <laughs> so like everything was different but and being away from home that was tough too because for the first couple weeks especially because didn't really have we had friends obviously the teammates and everything but we didn't make I didn't make and meet those guys until really get to know those guys until a couple months in so not having friends it was like oh, okay uh yeah I'm, I'm missing home but mm-hmm. now I mean I miss those guys and but uh, you know, it's everything's good. Now, yeah, so. Everything's good. Yeah. You're you're home now. And so this one, is home, yep. you know, one of the things that is is different for guys as you enter now, and you guys were kind of on the first wave of this, is you come in in the NIL era. Mm-hmm. So you you hit the door. What was your experience like? I mean, did you because you're a high profile recruit coming in? Yeah. Uh, did you have NIL opportunities out the gate? Did you have to go find them yourself, or did you know? Did you have people finding them for you? What was your NIL experience like, you know, as you got here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did, I actually didn't have like, I wasn't really involved with NIL at all, especially before I got here at all, and when I got here, not really because I I was I was a high recruit, but I still was underrated. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. really right. like, no one was reaching out offering deals like that. So, uh, uh, but like everyone always told me like. And at Michigan especially, like, when, when I had the meeting, when I was on my visit and we had, like, the NIL meeting, you know, they're like, Coach Harbaugh was like, uh, uh, you produce, if you produce, you'll get NIL, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Deals will start coming. So that's just, like, I can't expect deals if I haven't stepped on the field yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of what I, I just had to produce in order to get what I, get NIL and get what I wanted. So mm-hmm. that's. So you did produce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, NIL deals. Did start coming. Then you have to start thinking about what do I do with this money? Mm-hmm. How do I manage this money? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I know you have resources. You you've been able to connect with different resources around town, like Morgan Stanley, for yeah. instance. And so I'm curious, as you have delved deeper into that, what have been your biggest takeaways from now that the money is coming in? What to do with it? How do you handle it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, a, it's it's definitely overwhelming and something you need to need to think about and uh morgan stanley's the perfect i mean talking about like llc's roth ira all that and stuff that planning for the future really you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so that's that's something i i, I never i wasn't into but I'm, i need to start getting into it you know what I'm yeah saying? so so you have an llc now right mm-hmm. so you get an llc and have your you know route your your earnings your advertising earnings in an llc and kind of separate that from you the individual that's a way to to obviously protect your mm, protect money. your income protect mm, yourself yeah right these are some of the lessons that you hope a lot of a lot of guys are getting in nil unfortunately yeah. it seem like a lot of them are mm-hmm. yeah and that yeah and that's one thing like about here in michigan and with morgan stanley and all these resources is like i think as a university we're probably top on the top of the tier list of like knowing all these resources and knowing about LLC and all that just because I, I'm sure there's, and I could be wrong, but I'm sure there's kids at other universities that are kind of lost with their money right mm-hmm. now, and and that can be scary, especially, like, with taxes and all that, so. Yeah, man, yeah, they're definitely, Don't, yeah. <laughs> this was a tough month for a lot of, lot of young guys who yeah. were not preparing mm-hmm. as well as some of you guys were. Uh, but that was, you know, you keep the main thing, the main thing, which is playing on the field, right? So you have a, a good spring to the point where you're in consideration to, to go into the fall being on a depth chart. You know, talking to all the coaches and players are like, man, this dude, 
He's ready to block. <laughs> you know, mm. he certainly could catch the football. You know, let's see how he handles the stage. So you start playing. I mean, when did you when did you get the feeling like, yeah, I'm gonna be on the field? Um, it was probably so. I mean, when Eric Eric went down, Eric mm-hmm. All he went down, and that was when I was like, because I mean, those were two studs in front of me, right. Tim and Schoon. So I didn't. I was I was really coming in thinking, okay. I might not play a ton, but I'm going to learn a bunch from these guys, have a great learning year, and, you know, be set up for next year. And then he, he went down, uh, and then I, then I was like, oh, like, we're going to – I mean, we're on a lot of 12 <laughs> personnel, 13 personnel, right? you know. So I'll definitely have a chance to uh, chance to see the field for sure. I just got to take that chance, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And then about – I mean, I, I think I got my, like, first significant snaps probably – Penn State, mm-hmm. Michigan State, maybe whatever whatever game that was, and then from there, yeah, I was like, okay, I can play here. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, your most challenging moment, because we, we're going to get to the highs, and you have some highs. <laughs> <laughs> some big time highs, right? But what was the most challenging moment of the season? Sort of liken it to the Weezer game where you said, hey, you know what? You couldn't even remember your stats, but you remembered the drop, Mm -hmm. right? So what about your freshman year? Is there a moment like that that kind of stands out to you? Yeah, uh, it was the Indiana game. And that was one of, like, the first games that I was, like, told to, you know, I'm going to take a bigger role here. I'm going to play more snaps. And uh, things were going good. And then I I ran the wrong route on the play. I knew I ran, ran the wrong route on the play and then ran off to the sideline, got told about it, and then, <laughs> then eventually sat for the rest of the game, which was uh, understandable, 100%. But uh, that was probably one of the – that was really what turned – that locked me in from there on, for sure. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. So was that, that – who told you about it? Was it Coach Harbaugh? Was it Coach Newsom? Yeah, both. Both? both yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. How those, that's how that goes, Yeah, right? no, and that's how it is. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not high school. You can't. You know, one messed up play, and it's yeah. No, you can't mess up plays. That's that's the biggest thing. Like missed assignments is probably the biggest the biggest. How thing. did you shake it off? I mean, I mean, you're a confident guy, but did you need 
some counseling from your teammates to shake it off? Uh, like, uh, yeah, I mean, my teammates were right there with me, and they were, they were, they were on my side the whole time, just saying, you know, things, things like this happen, you just got to bounce back. It's all about how you can bounce back. And uh, luckily, like, having those guys and, and my family, like, the love and from everyone in the program and back home, that, that was enough for me to keep my head on straight and know, know that I So uh, you mentioned the Michigan State game. Uh, I don't know how much, if, if anything, you knew about Michigan, Michigan State before you were yeah. actually in the game. Yeah. Once you got in the game, what did you what did you figure out about that rivalry? Uh, yeah, I uh, I always knew like Michigan, Michigan State. That's a big big time rivalry. But uh, yeah, I mean playing in the game is totally different. A lot, lot of trash talking. Uh, you know, I mean everyone's fighting. Everyone's playing their best ball. So, but uh, yeah, that was a crazy game. Uh, I think I I think I had a pretty good amount of snaps that game mm-hmm. too, which is cool. And then, yeah, you a trash talker? Uh, I don't. Yeah, if someone starts it, I'll definitely <laughs> talk trash, but I, I, I don't, not necessarily, no. But in that game where you were trash talking? Yeah, talker? a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But hey. I can only trash talk if I do something, so. Right, I hear you. Mm. So, kind of compare, because we're going to talk about Ohio State. Compare those two games, for because that, obviously, Ohio State is a much bigger, much more, you know, noticed. I mean, it's considered the best rivalry in all of sports mm-hmm. to some people, so. Is it different? Is it the same? How is it different? How is it the same, those two games? Yeah, I mean, I feel like overall it's the same. I mean, you're playing a game no matter what, right? But And I'm, and they're both bringing everything they got, so it's, mm-hmm. so it's the same in that aspect. But playing at home and then playing at the shoe is crazy difference, right? Like, no, there was like zero Michigan fans at, <laughs> at O-State just because there's, you know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, no, I, I'd say it's all the same thing. It's all every, everyone's going to bring it, bring 100 percent, and just got to be locked in. So, if from from the standpoint of of trash talk or extracurriculars, were those the same amount of trash talk, same amount of after the whistle kind of stuff yeah. in both games? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, for sure. Until I mean, until we run the score up, and then they can't really do much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, which happened in both games, yeah. coincidentally, right? Yeah. So. Your first Michigan Ohio State game. This is when we start getting to the highs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, heading into that first game, what were you feeling? What were you thinking? I know you had been told what the game was about, but take me into your personal experience heading into that game. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, Sunday of that week, it's just a different week. You know what I'm saying? Every, everything's everything's locked in already, but it's even more locked in because really, def- like making sure everything's everything's on point routes walkthroughs all that and then uh leading into the game like the feeling the feeling of that game like walking out to the shoe and like headphones on just block trying to block everything out it's it, it was crazy it, yeah unforgettable experience for sure uh, take me into your touchdown oh yeah so what was that coming out of half down i think we we're down and uh it was a juicy play too it was <laughs> it, it was a uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, ran the corner, whatever it was, and uh, and a dude fell felt, down, didn't yeah, he? Uh, no, I don't know if he fell down, but there was a lot of separation. And I knew I had a bunch of separation, mm-hmm. and all I was thinking was like, all right, I just got to catch the ball, right? I just got to <laughs> catch the ball. Beautiful ball, too. Uh, shout out JJ. And uh, yeah, as soon as I, it, it didn't even feel real, you know. I don't even really remember it because it's just kind of like blacked out, just playing ball, but. 
uh, yeah, caught it. And then next thing I was thinking after that was just got a, got a score, right? right? Got a score. And then, uh, yeah, scored. And then just the biggest thing was, like, the love from the teammates, too. That was, like, like love those guys forever just for the support they had. And, like, they were just as excited as I was. So, like, yeah, that was an awesome experience. Yeah, it was a hell of a way to come out of the locker room. Yeah. Right? So what do, what do you remember about that halftime? Because, like you said, you, you guys were down. You were in their place. Yeah. But – Every guy that's come through here, we talked to your roommate, Will Johnson. He was like, man, it was – you wouldn't believe how calm we were in the locker room. Yeah, no, and that's kind of like throughout the whole season, it's never like they're like, oh, what halftime adjustments did they make? Or It's like we all know w- what's going on. Like We all know what we need to do, just keep playing our ball, and uh, we just got to play better. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really all it was. Like we weren't, we weren't freaking out in the locker room at halftime. Like I think we got ball too after mm-hmm. the second half, so – Get the ball, go score, get a stop, go score. Let's just play our ball. Yeah, and you did. And, and, you know, crazy thing to think, you was a freshman impacting that game. Your roommate mm-hmm. on the other side yeah, yeah. impacted the game on the other side. I mean, I, I don't even know if you can, if you can, in your conversations with one another, draw it up as well as it turned out. You yeah, guys had no. to be talking about how you were going to do in that game. <laughs> and whatever you said, it feel, it feels like to me, what you actually did was better than that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect to get a touchdown, that's for sure. And, I, and Will, I mean, did a great job on the other side of the ball, lock, locking up uh, 18. And, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, I don't think either of us could have guessed it really, <laughs> but uh, I'm just glad we were trusted and had the opportunity to. Do you remember when, when you knew you were going to win? Like, when did you know you were going to win? Uh, I mean, the first, Donovan's first, Long run, I was like, okay. And then after the second one, I was like, all right, this game's, yeah, this game's wraps. So, so did they but, keep, go ahead. We, no, uh, but, like, Ohio State, they could score quick, too. So, like, you never really, you know what I'm saying? It was never really over till it was over. So, so did, did the trash talk, was that ever over? Or did they, no matter how big, yeah. how much they were down, did they? No, after that second, after the second touchdown, even the first, they, like, you could even see, like, just the, they, they they were they were out of it, and they they weren't really they weren't really tra- talking trash after that. All right, so it'd be very easy at that point to feel like it's uh, this is it, we mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. But you guys went into the Big Ten championship game very businesslike, and you were obviously one of the uh, big time tone setters in that game. So take me into that touchdown and, yeah. and that play. Uh yeah, that was a uh, yeah that was cool too. Uh, it was just, uh, I think it was just like a wheel route, and then didn't have much separation at all. But uh, JJ just again trusted me, and he put a great ball where exactly where it needed to be, where I could only get it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, because I think the safety tried to come over at the yeah, end, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, so you end up doing what you were doing back in in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw it up. Throw, <laughs> throw it up. up. <laughs> Make it happen, right? Yeah. Which you did. Which you did. So again. You're riding really high. What do you remember about preparation for the playoff game? Was it was it any different from your preparation from games earlier, four games earlier in the season? Uh, no, no, same thing really. Just uh, more walkthroughs, less mm-hmm. less banging at practice. Just because you know a lot of people are beat up towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just trying to stay healthy, lock in mentally on everything, and that's yeah, really the same thing. Like we didn't change up anything really. But we knew we knew what we had to do. Unfortunately, didn't do it. But yeah. So coming out of that game, because I'll say it, so you don't. I feel like you guys were the better team. 
credit to them for winning. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was the mistakes you made more than them beating you. Again, no disrespect intended to them. Yeah. When you come off a game like that and you're going through winter conditioning and spring ball, how does that impact, impact you guys as a team? How does it uh, imp impact your preparation? Does it change your focus? Does it sharpen your focus? What, do you, what impact do you think that game had on you? Yeah, I mean, definitely sharpens. Like, we came in winter just like, like it was just one big season. You know, like we got to roll right back into it, like no breaks, keep the foot on the pedal. And we all knew that. Like, we all knew, like, we're not, we can't let this happen again. So we got to really lock in, do even more than we did. And, yeah, everyone, everyone's on the same page with that. So Yeah, and so you, you get into this is a different spring. I mean, it has to be night and day compared to last oh, year's yeah, spring. Oh, yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. It was now I know the playbook. So that, I mean, now I just really could work on my game and everything I need to, new things I can learn and change, add to my game for and it's not just that you know the playbook. You're the guy. Yeah. Like, like you're, I mean, there are guys who have been in the program longer than you, but you're the guy. And so the weight of that, is it weight? Like, how, how does that impact you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say it is weight, but it, it doesn't feel any different. It's, uh, you know, I know I got to step up even more now. I got a bigger role to play, so, uh, and I'm ready for that, and, uh, yeah, and then I think I just just can't wait to get it going for real. So where are you, other than you know the playbook and you have some experience, where are you different? How are you different? Where are you better compared to the start of your freshman year? Uh, yeah, I mean, in all aspects, route running, faster, stronger, uh, blocking as well, technique in the run game, everything is, as a whole, my whole game is, just keeps increasing and hopefully it keeps increasing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so... You got to block, mm, right? Got to block, yeah. Got to block that. What was the tougher adjustment for you? Was it was it the blocking or was it the the route running, the pass catching part of it? Definitely blocking, yeah, because I, I blocked a little bit in high school, but I wasn't really blocking a whole lot, and uh, they're way smaller, obviously, than some of these <laughs> DNs. And, right. But, uh, yeah, it was like at first spring ball, it was tough, like I said. Yeah. And, because everyone, I mean, everyone's good, and they're they're going to win reps too, obviously, because good athletes here. But uh, um, yeah, and my blocking's gotten so much better from then, and I still need to improve way more on it, and it's it's going to keep improving for sure. Yeah, and look, now, I mean, you talk about security blankets. Tight end has always looked at the looked at as the quarterbacks. You know, mm -hmm. that that's that's his comfort zone, right? And so you and JJ, man, I mean. What, what's that that bond that vibe like? How much extra work do do you do your own throwing sessions? Like, what's that connection like with yeah, JJ? Yeah, yeah. So last spring he didn't he wasn't even able to right. play last spring. So that that's another thing is like having this off season with him and building the chemistry like with the receivers, tight ends, all everyone. That's huge. So and we're already I mean we're having throwing sessions and just locking in timing everything and I can't wait. Like we got so much time to work on that compared to last year with him. Right. So. It's yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be crazy. So tight end room now. I mentioned you're the guy because obviously Eric is on to Iowa. Mm -hmm. Scooney's on to the NFL. Uh, you got some some other guys in the room that are ready to step up, and you got a transfer yep. that came in from Indiana. So take me into the rest of the guys uh, kind of sitting next to you in the tight end room. Yeah, um, I mean transfer AJ, uh, great guy, great addition to the tight end room, uh, great athlete as well, and he's gonna help us. Uh, 
crazy this year. And then uh, Matthew Hibner, mm-hmm. he's, oh, he's no one. Yeah, he's a freak. Who's uh, faster, you or, you or Matthew? M- Hibby. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. <laughs> he's huge, too. He can lift a bunch. Yeah, he's, uh, and then Max Bredesen, he's, uh, he's also, I mean, he's been doing his thing since last spring. And then uh, Zach Marshall, he's a he's an incoming freshman. Yeah, he's doing a great. He's he knew the playbook like two weeks in, like super smart, locked in on everything. So he's going to do a great job. And then Marlon Klein. Marlon, yeah, Marlon's been doing a great job too. He's freaky athletic, crazy athlete, and uh, yeah, I mean, as a tight end room as a whole, we're all just so close and everyone's personalities fit each other and it's just yeah I, I wouldn't want anyone else in there yeah man uh, you know watching the spring game well, I think we might have saw you for a series that was a sign that okay we know what we we know <laughs> yeah. we know what Coaster could do let's see yeah. what some of these other guys can do and Matthew Hip were it not for the turf monster yeah he's he has the biggest play of the spring game right yeah. I mean the dude has some some different Wheels. speed yeah no nah, I'm glad he could display it too because like and he, he'd even tell you the same thing like I feel like no one really knows he's that fast, but he got he got the opportunity to display that, which is which is huge. So I'm always um, interested in hearing the perspective of players, what they see in practice, not in themselves, but elsewhere, what they see, offense, defense, other players that are stepping up. Without saying everyone, because mm-hmm. I know everyone improves <laughs> yeah. in the spring. Yeah. Who kind of jumped out at you as maybe some players that, man. Okay, they they look like they're ready to step their game up next fall. One of them, I think you guys even would know, is Peyton O'Leary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but he's been doing this thing since like last spring, last camp. But he really, he was making plays this spring, and um, we've seen it in the spring game. But mm-hmm. he's he's gonna take a big step, and he's gonna he's gonna help us win games for sure in the fall. And then uh, I'm trying to think who else I've. I know you're looking at the defense from uh, you see them every play. Who yep. who kind of jumped out at you on defense? I would say uh, Jay Harrell. Mm-hmm. He I mean he he did his thing last year too, but like this spring he's gotten he's getting even better and like blocking him is tough. He's got a bunch of different moves in the pass game as well too. So he's really stepping up even more and he's he's gonna he's gonna have a really good fall as well. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be interesting. And the young guys. So you mentioned Zach. Yep. You got a chance to see him a lot. What about those other young receivers? Did you? Oh yeah, those those guys as well. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, like Samaj, Fred, those guys are studs. Yeah, uh, really good. Samaj is twitchy, super twitchy, like great slot receiver. And then Fred, he's crazy speed. He could snap it down crazy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys. Seeing those guys work this spring was super cool, and they're gonna they're gonna help this team crazy crazy amount. You know, you guys uh, lose a couple of guys to the uh, to the NFL draft. But you get a lot back on the offensive line. You get both your tailbacks back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you see some other guys stepping up. You're still going to run that rock. Yeah. But I, I'm curious, is there, a, is there a next gear, a next level for this, for this offense? I mean, if you were just what you were last year, that's good enough to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a championship team if you play your game against TCU. But is there something different? Is there something more in store for the Michigan offense. Um, yeah, I mean, had a great O-line last year, obviously, right? And we got all these transfers to this year. Our O-line could be, could exceed last year's O-line. It could. And uh, so, I mean, running the rock, obviously, is going to be huge. But uh, pass game as well, like like I said, having J.J. this whole offseason and, like, really building the chemistry and open up the playbook a little bit, too, like, 
uh, the end of last year, we've seen that slinging, mm-hmm. slinging the ball a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I think we're just going to keep adding little things to our to our game as a whole. And then I think you'll see you'll see a little little diff. Not, not obviously it's Michigan football, but you'll mm-hmm. see there'll be some explosiveness. So sure. we, we'll we'll wrap things up, kind of talking about your your conversations with your roommate again. You know, they're talking about Will preseason All Big Ten, if not preseason All American. You're getting some of the same kind of buzz. Do you tune that out? I mean, does, does, is that just noise to you? Or do you listen to it? Like, how does that hit you when you hear people talking about Coast and Loveland like that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's all cool and, like, like blessed, blessed for people to be talking, talking about me in, 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 that, in that way. But uh, at the end of the day, it is all noise. And, I mean, we won't know till we play the season how we play, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, we try to block it out and really just focus on the team and what we have going on at the program because everything outside is really just outside noise. And if it doesn't benefit the team, then probably shouldn't be. Right. All right. Speaking of benefiting the team, without saying names, I mean, we, I don't know what the, what the re- new recruiting rules might be, but you have been in position to talk to guys from, Ohio, from Idaho the last couple of years about your experience. And it seems like as the years have progressed, the amount of attention on those guys. I won't say talent because you're really talented too, but it's on a different scale. Man, this there's another guy coming down the pipeline who it just feels like, I mean, the world is, is interested in him. What, mm-hmm. what kind of advice have you offered those guys as, the, as they go through the recruiting process about how you went through it and what they can take away from your experience? Yeah, uh, I really just tell them, um, like, fit in, like, go – Definitely go somewhere where you feel loved the most, obviously, and they they really want you the most. And I tell those guys all the time, like, hit me up if you got any questions about anything and or need any advice. And uh, so far, they they've handled it pretty well mm-hmm. on their own, I, I think. And uh, Gatlin, I've been I've been hitting him up, you know, mm-hmm. saying seeing what he's on. But uh, no, I'm hoping we can get get some some other Idaho kids to Michigan. That'd hey be, man, good listen, it's it's a different. You can't. Put it this way, we can't be talking about Idaho being the small stage anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be talking nah. like that anymore. Not when the fastest dude, high school dude, maybe in the world, yeah. is from Idaho. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it started with Coast and Loveland. So, off-season preparation, what's that like for you? And then uh, you're hitting the links a little bit these days too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, off-season, uh, you know, just keep grinding, keep keep my nose in the playbook. Uh just work on work on my individual game and timing, like I said, with JJ and and all that. And then, uh, yeah, I've got to have a little fun on the course as well. Uh, I'm a I golf a lot. I'm not a great golfer, but I do it for fun. And uh, who's better, you or Will? <laughs> that, I'm gonna say me. I think he'd tell you the same thing. <laughs> well, they but, say the dude can swing the sticks a little bit. No, nah, so. yeah, we've been going we've been going quite a bit, and uh, I mean we're just working on our game, just trying to trying to get better. Well, both of these guys are going to be part of Wolverine Weekend up at Grand Traverse Resort, May 9th through 11th. So that'll be a lot of fun, a great chance for Michigan fans to interact with these young men. And it's an NIL opportunity for them as well. I know a lot of fans wonder about how can you support the players NIL-wise. That is a great way to do so over at GrandTraverseResort.com. Uh, it'll be it'll be Colston, it'll be uh, Will Johnson, Donovan Edwards, is uh, part of this year's cast and Junior Colson. Yeah. So it is a big time cast, and we're going to go through some plays. We might pull up that Purdue touchdown. <laughs> yeah. We probably pull up that Ohio State touchdown uh, and, and break them down and have us 
have them tell us what they were or what Colson was seeing on those plays. So again, that's the 9th through 11th. You get more information at GrandTraversResort.com. Uh, but Colston, I'd be remiss if, if closing this out, uh, if I didn't do it with you, what I'd do with all the guys. And let's talk about your circle, man, your support system. Uh, you know, from from your family to your coach. I mean, that's your village is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I got a got a tight, nice, tight circle right now with uh, great support and great lo- endless love from, like you said, family, coaches, teammates, and li- going to back with what I said earlier, like. It's just we, we like to keep everything in the program, keep everything in our circle, uh, because at the end of the day, if it doesn't benefit us, then we, sh- we shouldn't be we shouldn't be talking about it. So yeah, yeah, Coach Anderson, man, he has some stories on, him. <laughs> yeah. and he said, just remind you, he said, tell him that if he ever ever gets out of line, I'm gonna release the tape <laughs> from his dance <laughs> from his dance competition. From the dance. Man, what dance did you do? What song did you dance to? I don't. I think it was like. It was it was when uh, it was like a Twenty One Savage song when he came out with like that bank account song. I think it was that one. <laughs> I think I'd have to see the video again. Though. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, man. Maybe we'll maybe when that. you go to the NFL, man, maybe yeah. that'll be a part of the mm-hmm. part of the reel that they show. So, yeah. Colston, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming out. Uh, good luck this season, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks at Wolverine Weekend. Sounds good. I appreciate you. All right, thanks a lot. Folks, uh, another edition of Behind the Uniform in the Books. If you like these videos, be sure to like the videos, subscribe to the channel. That way you'll keep us going and growing. Always follow us over on the MichiganInsider.com. One dollar gets you in your first month. That's where you get all the information on football, basketball, and recruiting. Of course, if you're listening to us on the podcast, like that channel. Subscribe to it. Tell all your friends about it. They can get it on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. They'll be able to find it. Until the next time, thanks for watching another edition of Behind the Uniform.